This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PNP Industry Insider Podcast, where we look at what is changing in the industry and we take you to the front lines to those that are driving those changes. As always, my name is Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, which has Triangle Pest as well as Triangle Lawn, as well as the CEO of Coolmarch, which offers digital marketing and sales for Pest and Lawn. With me, as always, is Mr. Dan Gordon. Dan, would you like to say, it's obviously we record this in the morning. This is particularly early morning, so so Dan is super Super perky, I should say. Dan, would you like to say good morning? Introduce our topic. You don't have a guest to introduce, unfortunately, for our listeners. It's just you and I this morning. But um, say hello. Let's get started with our topic. Sure. Good morning. Um, I think people like our banter, or so I've heard anyway. Uh, so um, the that the fact that we don't have a guest um, is it shouldn't be a problem. Although the topic that we're going to talk about is something that was brought up last episode with our guest, Vern Harnish. And um, it was um, something that Donnie and I kind of went back and forth for like a minute and um, then moved on. But I thought it was a really good topic that we should uh, explore because I know a lot of business people um, talk about it. And um, there have been several authors who have written about it. And Vern uh, also commented on it. We've got a bunch of uh, clients who um, believe in it or are using it as a uh, as a, uh, a guiding light, and that is uh, thinking uh, NX, right? And so it, it was funny because I said to Donnie, uh, you know, who's the author of 10X? And he said, there's no author, right? <laughs> and I said, no, I think that one of the, the, the there's one of the, 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 the business scholars wrote it. And he said, go on uh, Amazon and write 10X. And so I did. And there's a whole bunch of books by a whole bunch of different authors. Hey, so hang I guess on, it's hang not on, a on. unique. Hang on. I, uh, need to, I need to set this record straight here, okay, for our listeners. So for our listeners, the reality of it is, is that I put together an outline and Dan knows I'm too damn stupid to do stuff like this on my own. He's like, all right, Donnie, <laughs> where'd you get this from? <laughs> that's, really, that's really what happened. So just in case you're aware, Dan was trying to be nice, but the fact of the matter is, is he, he he knows that I'm not very sharp. And hey, man, I'll tell you what, the, 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 the best <laughs> gift is flattery or flattery is... Uh, I don't even know how that goes. It's early in the morning. But but basically, wait, wait, you know, if if somebody has a good concept, copy it. If somebody has a bad concept, run from it. Well, this 10x concept is a cool concept, and a lot of people, uh, we we know a lot of successful people who kind of um, adhere to it. And so we keep talking about it, but we uh, actually didn't say what it is. Uh, So, Donnie, why don't you define what 10x is before we go into it? I was going to say, you know, it's really, you know, 10x is an idea where, you know, it's it's just taking a moment to think through, like, what would it mean to 10x my company? And I thought this would be a great topic. And just to kind of piggyback on what Dan was saying, this is something I've thought about an awful lot as of late, you know, and, and I'm going to talk about this at the end of the podcast. But, um, you know, it's something at Triangle we've been thinking about a lot. We've set a 10x goal. And, you know, when, when someone talks about 10X, you know, 10X mindset, 10X your company, oftentimes they're talking about revenue, but this doesn't have to be the case, right? If you if you step back as an entrepreneur, as an owner, as a leader, 
And, you know, you're thinking about what's the ideal, you know, what should the business be doing? A lot of times people define success or they define their business through the amount of revenue they're doing, but it could easily be the amount of profit that you're producing as a business. It could be, you know, the amount of time that you have away from the business. You know, you're, if you're spending 40 hours, what would it take to 10x that? Meaning you get down to 40, I'm four hours or, you know, vice versa, right? If, if you're doing, you know, let's say a hundred grand in profit, what would it take to do a million dollar? Uh, you know, million dollars in profit. And so this whole idea of what it means to 10 your company is to take something in your business that you, that's an important measure of your success. And remember, you know, the business, you know, the real point of the business is that it should be an asset to you. It should not be a burden, especially as an owner, especially as a high level manager. Not to say that <clears throat> owning a business is not um, difficult at times, but if the general consensus is that it's always, you know, like this big weight around your neck, you're probably not doing it right. And so it's this idea of just you know stepping back from the business and saying, okay, what do I need to do? If, if I'm thinking through a particular area in the business that I want to improve, what would it take to make it 10 times better than what it is right now? <clears throat> and that's a really, to me, it has been a, a very eye-opening um, process because what it forces is, and we talked about this with Vern, and I've heard this before. And by the way, I want to reiterate what Dan said. You know, these things that we're talking about, it's not like you know I sit around in a in a in a room, you know, with my uh, with my legs crossed, and you know I'm in the pose, and and just these ideas float under me. The reality of it is, is that there's nothing new under the sun, and <clears throat> a lot of people much smarter than I am have talked about this, but I have seen this for myself. Is that you know when you think about making improvements in your business, you know, oftentimes 2X is way harder than 10X. So before, you, sounds, before, you, before you go into that, let's yeah. talk about, you were talking about profit and revenue and, and, you know, real major KPIs, but how about the things that get you there? You're talking about number of employees, bonus plans, reviews. I have a hundred reviews. I want a thousand reviews. Is, is, is that so? Do you break it down into little 10x, uh, um, you know, uh, projects, or is the whole thing 10x and just whatever? No, I, I think the reality of it is, it's you got to back up and go big picture when you think 10x, right? I mean, you know, oftentimes, you, you know, taking something 10x is going to require you to do a completely um, different type of thinking, and so. You know, you know, 10x in one part of your business and not thinking of it as a whole could actually create some problems, right? So, for example, let's just say that you wanted to 10x the number of reviews that you're doing. Okay, you use that as an example. By the way, we're making all this up on the fly, so stay with me. <laughs> but okay, so you if didn't I have to say that because it sounded good. But go ahead. Now, <laughs> now let's talk about what that might mean. Now, we're talking about customer reviews. You're talking about employee reviews. Uh, customer reviews, you know, Google reviews. Yeah, yeah. So so in that case, right, if you got super, super dialed in on that, you know, what that would require may not necessarily align with the big picture of what the business should do with you. For example, like if you want to do a ton of reviews, okay, what are you going to have to do? Well, that's going to necessitate, like if you look at the companies who have the most reviews, Nine times out of 10, they're also the biggest companies because they have many, many more customers to survey to get those reviews. 
And so, you know, 10xing that through now, you know, that at the end of the day, it's always going to come back to either revenue, profit or time. And so I'm not telling you don't take that exercise through on something like reviews. All I'm saying is, is that oftentimes, you know, it really comes down to either doing it in revenue growth, doing it in profit growth or doing it in time that you as an entrepreneur, you as a high level leader spend in the business. And so <clears throat> if you can solve that, oftentimes things like customer reviews, they just kind of take care of themselves. I'm telling, I'm not telling you don't do that. I'm just saying the fact of the matter is, is that if you focus on those big picture numbers, a lot of those things like what you just talked about, they kind of come out in the wash as a result of that thinking anyway. Um, I mean, I can think about companies that have come into Raleigh, you know, who have made a big splash if they, if they do an acquisition or if they, if they, if they put on a ton of customers and I'm not just talking about in the pest control industry, I'm talking specifically about a company that did HVAC and they're still here. They got a ton of reviews very, very quick because they packed on a ton of customers right out the gate. And so I don't want to get too far down the road on reviews, but, but the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, when you're thinking, when you're thinking 10 X, I would think of it in the sense of how do I make this business more of an asset to me? that frees me up to do what I want to do. And that would be financially, that might be with my time. It could be multiple, you know, big picture stats. So bringing it back to why 2X is harder than 10X and why that may sound illogical, but it's not. So here's my experience with 2X. Right now, you know, I'm not going to say the revenue that, that Triangle's at, um, but in order, you know, when, when you're thinking 2X, oftentimes. Well, think about it this way. If the revenue were dollars and they were stacked on top of each other uh, and you were at the top of those dollars, you wouldn't be able to breathe because there'd be no air in the atmosphere because <laughs> Donnie's company is worth so much money. Uh, oh, my gosh. So Are you revenue. kidding me? This is, this is where we're going. The, we, we, could probably, we could probably get rid of the NASA program because oh, we're yes. time on yes. Donnie's money yes. and we'd be on Mars anyway. But, but 100 percent. And if you come to Raleigh, you'll see how truthful that that really is. But anyway, so. The reality of it is, is that when you're thinking 2x, right? You really ought to pay taxes too with uh, the with all that money of yours. Anyway, so <laughs> when we're when we're thinking 2x, the issue becomes is that it's too easy. And what I mean by that is that oftentimes you can solve 2x when you think about 2x your profit, 2x your revenue, 2x your time, or whatever. Most of the time, 2x can be achieved fairly quickly. And it can be achieved with either more time or more or faster work. And so what that does is that it, it doesn't require you to make real change in your business, right? What it does is it just forces you to do what you're doing, just do it faster or longer, you know, or, or more days of the week, right? So now instead of working, you know, five days a week, you might be working six or seven. Instead of working, you know, six to seven hours a day, now you're working 10 to 12. And so, you know, that, when you're thinking about, well, I want to double my business and that sounds like a great goal. And a lot of folks say that, right? Um, that the problem with that kind of thinking, and I'm not telling you don't chase that, right? I'm not telling you that's a bad thing. All I'm saying is, is that when you think 2X, oftentimes the functional execution of 2X oftentimes is way more difficult than 10X. And the reason that is, is because when you think about a 10X goal, like let's just say your revenue is 5 million, 
and now you want to go to 50 million. You're going to have to completely rethink how you do business because it's absolutely impossible for you to do that by going faster or doing what you've been doing when you're at 5 million. It just does not work. And I mean, you can take that back to say 500,000 to 5 million, right? It just doesn't happen. And Dan, I know that you um, and me, which has been, you know, I don't do it as much probably, but probably you more so because you're a lot more in the numbers than I am um, with, with business owners. How many times have you seen an owner who's just killing themselves where if they would have just done a little 10x thinking and like brought in someone to help them in areas that they're maybe not be strong, that they're not particularly strong in, would completely double the business or even 10x the business with just a little bit of time? I mean, do you see examples of that, you know, at PCL? I see it all, see it all the time. I see um, uh, sometimes you bring in a manager who you've got great hopes for and, you know, you've been doing what you've been doing for a good long time so you know it real well you bring in somebody and he or she has a different view or might do something differently and you get frustrated real quickly rather than saying you know what all right let me let me give them some rope let me let me uh see if there's a different way to do it and a lot of times the people who can see that those are the people who can hand over the reins because you're right if i can run a five million dollar business and i'm tapped if I want a $50 million business and I'm going to run it exactly the same way, I need 10 of me. Right. right? So yeah. that's, you know, it, it's really important that you think that way. The, the other thing too, is that <clears throat> oftentimes people don't want to think 10 X because they think it's an impossible goal. They think this is ridiculous. Why even sit around and think like this? Because this is ridiculous, right? Like, I mean, I'm not, there's no way I'm going to take my business 10 X to what it is. And, and the fact of the matter is, is that when you think about most business owners, I think about me as, as Triangle, I will never forget this. This is a true story. When I first started Triangle in 2006, you know, I remember I was working as a software engineer. I was flying at night, trying to make ends meet. And I'm like, hey, all I want to do is get Triangle. So it's doing about, you know, 300 grand a year. I can pay my bills. I'll make 85K a year in, in personal income. And that's it. <laughs> that was my goal, man. <laughs> and I remember like, you know, I, I guess my point is, is that if you reflect, you know, and I'm talking to the entrepreneurs now, the listening here, if you reflect back, you've already, you probably have already 10 X your company. If you really think through, you know, where you started and where you're at right now. And so don't think because the numbers are different that it can't be done again. Now you may not do it in two years, right? I mean, Dan says this, Oftentimes, you know, if someone comes in and says, well, I grew revenue by, you know, 300%. Well, you know, 300% of zero is still zero, meaning that if you're super, super small, right, 10x is just super, super easy. Obviously, the larger you get, the more difficult it becomes, but it absolutely is not impossible. I mean, I'm almost positive for you, Dan, that you've 10x PCO and that even when you were, when, back yeah. when you were an operator. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just... It's a process that, you know, when you when you be, when you have this mindset of like, OK, this is impossible. You just want to step back for a moment and really think about like, hey, no, I, I've done this before. Just the timeline, the timeline may need to be a little different. Um, and so I think that's an important perspective to have. The, the other part is, is that you need to realize that the 10x process itself is way more important than, you know, then the, when exactly you hit the goal, if that makes sense, because what it does is it forces you to
to think outside of what you're currently doing. And so I love the 10X concept mainly because it forces me to think very, very differently about how do I scale the business? <clears throat> how can I possibly achieve this? It gets me out of today and it gets me way out in front of the business. You know, and as a, as a leader, as an entrepreneur, that's your work, right? That's what you do. You know, you're, there's no one else that's, that's driving the boat, right? I mean, your job is to be in front of the business. And so this is just a very helpful exercise that you can, that you can do that forces you to get out in front of the business, whether that be five, 10, 20 years, depending on your size and what it would take in order for you to get to 10 X. And so um, <clears throat> I just think it's important to remember this is an exercise for high level leaders an exercise for, for entrepreneurs. And the idea is for you to think differently and how you're going to scale. Okay. So questions about what's that. Before I keep moving on? Yeah. So, so, so what's the first thing that you do? You, uh, um, you know, are you uh, um, now I need uh, 10 times the number of people or, or whatever. I got to figure out the number of people where I get it from. What's what's the process look like? Well, I know for me, when I think 10x, I actually I do all three. I think about revenue. I think about profit. And then I think about my time. And ultimately, what I'm thinking about is my freedom. Right. As, a, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. I really, the older I get, the more I value my freedom, my financial freedom, my time to go and do what I want to do when I want to do it. I want a business that allows me to go get what I want within reason, of course. I'm not going to go out and buy a country, right? But allow me to purchase what I want, provide for my family, and spend time with my kids, spend time you know, doing some of these things that I like to do that, again, I want the business you know, to be an asset to me. I want it to be something that enhances my life. And so, you know, the process starts with, well, what would that look like? What does my ideal day look like? How much time am I spending on the business? How much money do I need in order to make that happen? <clears throat> and, you know, in so, some cases. So is, is, is 10X a goal or is it a journey? In other words, a goal, you got to put a timeline on. So do you say, I'm going to do 10X in five years, 10 years, wait, or do you just say, okay, 10X is, is the journey and now I got to create goals. Yes. <laughs> so, no, yeah. yeah. The answer to your question is yes. So, so the reality of it is, yes. is that. Well, it's in a yes know, or no, but go ahead. Yes. It's, it's Jim's Collins favorite, you know, embrace the and, you know, you're going to do this and, you know, yes. And you have to make goals. And so this whole idea of the way I do it is I step back and say, what does my ideal day look like? What kind of freedom do I want to have? What do I want to be able to do financially, what I want to be able to do with my time, what kind of impact do I want to make with my people, what kind of impact do I want to make in the community. And this is not some high flying, you know, live your dreams and we're going to build it and they will come kind of, I mean, this is real, right? I mean, at, at Triangle, you know, our, our, our core values are go rise and growth is a big part of that. I very much want to create a place where people can grow, where, you know, they're getting better, they're doing things they've never done before. They're making more money than they've ever made. And it's a place where it's alive and it's growing. And so that's part of that vision, right? That's part of that 10X vision. And I think about that. I think about, well, how do I create more of that? How do I make it so that when you know the business attracts those types of people who are wanting to go somewhere, how do I create that culture where when they come in, they're like, oh my gosh, these people are killing it. And I want to get better and I want to go further. I want to create a place where when people look back over five years in their life of being at Triangle, they're like, 
I've accomplished amazing things. And so, so the point is, is that's where you start, right? You start with the ideal and then you start backing it up. Well, how much revenue does that take? How much profit am I going to have to have? How many leads does that mean? How many sales is that? And, you know, you really start putting math to what that vision means. And so to me, I start with what does my ideal look, life look like? And then from that, what does the vision look like? And then how do I make that happen within the business? And so I think the first step in that is, and I'm going to say something that's probably controversial and I'm going to say it now. If you, if you are super, super friendly with everyone at the business and they all love you, okay, and you're the entrepreneur, you're probably not doing your job properly. And let me explain what I mean when I say that. I'm not saying you need to run around and be a butthole, and I'm certainly not saying that no one should like you. What I am saying is as an entrepreneur, you should be five and 10 years out in front of the company, which means you are the chief chaos officer, right? Your job is to create that tension because the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of people you know, they're working on the business and they want to perfect that. And if you show up and you're just, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're just going to perfect this. We're really not going to be, you know, thinking about what it looks like in five years, 10 years. We're just going to perfect what we have now. You know, your job is to drive the business. Your job is to be five and 10 years out in front. Your job is to be thinking 10x. Your job is to create that change. And so, you know, if you're not thinking, if you're not the one that's dreaming, you're not the one that's like, you know, <clears throat> seeing what is coming down the road, then no one else is doing it either. And so I think the first part of this is, is that you need to know your value uh, as an entrepreneur and you need to understand that in order for you to do things like that, you have to be thinking. And you can't think if you're constantly working in the business doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, and you're not really looking. <clears throat> All you're doing is just producing, 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 producing. And so I, you know, the older I get, the more I realize that I have a very, a very unique responsibility in the business and it looks a little different. In fact, it makes it look like I'm lazier than all get out because I separate myself from the business. I can't think when I'm in it all the time. And so I just think an important part of 10X is that you have to understand that you have to separate yourself from the business and you have to create this tension where you're constantly, I'm not telling you to go in and like make a new decision every day. I'm not saying go in, you know, you want to get an, you want to get some sort of operating system that will still bring discipline and allow people to execute on what your vision is. But <clears throat> the fact of the matter is, is that you need to separate yourself from the business. You can't constantly be working in the business you need to separate, think, go through this exercise of 10X and then come back to the business and be in a disciplined way, start creating that tension. I'm not, <laughs> I want to be very careful. I want to come back to what I said before. I'm not telling you that people in your business shouldn't like you. I'm not saying it at all. In fact, if they don't like you, you're probably doing something. But you got to, you got to get them behind you. I got it. 100%. It, uh, you know, yeah. you, 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 you put out the vision and they may disagree and you may compromise on it, but at least come up with a, a something. But I, I, I'm accused of that all the time. I'm, I'm, you know, like, so. The, ch have, the chief uh, chaos officer. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, that's, you know, I'm the visionary. And then uh, like, um, you know, Anthony is the implementer, but as he says, I'm the Tasmanian devil who goes and, and messes everything up and he walks behind me with a broom. That's exactly. <laughs> it. 
And I, and I think that's important, right? I mean, there is value in that. And, you know, if you're in your business and, and you're feeling like, man, you know, everyone here, because it, it can be kind of lonely when you're that person, you know, because it's like, you know, I don't want to say you're battling it out with your leadership team or anything like that. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, you're kind of a pain in the ass to a lot of folks, right? And I mean, that's okay. And I would say it's okay in the context of, and this comes into our next step, you know, know your value as a, and your role as an entrepreneur. But number two is you really need to get some sort of operating system in place in your business so that you do bring chaos, but it's disciplined and controlled chaos. It's not willy nilly, you know, it's not just complete, you know, I mean, you're not, you're not at a point where no one can get anything done because you're constantly, you know, pulling people in three different, four different directions. And so, at Triangle, we use EOS. I am a big fan of that. I've fought EOS for many, many years, meaning that I thought it was the was the management system of the month, and so I avoided it. But you know, it doesn't have to be EOS. It could be E-Myth. It could be um, measuring what matters. It could be, I mean, OKRs. I mean, you name it. I mean, we could do it. But you know, I my view on it is is that once you establish an operating system as a business, pick which one you're like. But I just say, you know, an operating system for your business is like a diet, right? They all work if you follow them and they all don't work if you don't follow them. And so By the way, I like when, I, when I looked at the outline, that was one of the most brilliant things that you've said in a long time. <laughs> because it's it's absolutely true. Oh, my gosh. You know, we're doing E-Myth. But, you know, this EOS, this is uh, and, and then, you know, Vern gave his uh, one page strategic uh right. And, and that was pretty cool too, but mm -hmm. you're right. It's, you know, it's like the, 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 the soup of the day, right? You know, yep. just, it, they're all good. Just, uh, but you gotta, you know. You and we all know people who are on a different diet every single month, right? I mean, they're starting something new and it's low carb and then it's, hell, I don't know what they are all after. I think there was even like a cabbage diet at one point, but, but my point here is, hell, and, and by hell, way, that's the way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, like even, I'm not even, but, you know, Vern's program scaling, it's, you know, Rockefeller habits. Those things are fantastic as well. My view on it is this, pick one that you like and just go all in. And that's what you do, right? And make it disciplined such in a way that you can go as the entrepreneur, you can go out, you can think 10X, you can create these huge ideas, but you have this nice consistent discipline system that can take those ideas and actually make them happen, right? Ideas are easy, execution is what matters. And so, you know, don't be the person that's on a new diet every single month, right? Pick your system, get it in place. Once you get it in place, then start this process of 10X in your business. And so does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay, so the next step, okay, so number one, no. So basically, let me let me recap. Right. Yeah. We're not. Uh, it, 10x doesn't mean to create a a budget that's 10 times. You know that 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 shows a 10x increase in revenue. 10x is kind of a journey. It's mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then um, it it's it's that as uh, Vern said, it's that BHAG, right? And mm -hmm. then it's, well, what does it take to create this 10x and how must I do things differently uh, in order to get there and when I say I I mean as a team how do I build you know the foundation that can that, that can handle that kind of weight as opposed to the foundation that I currently have yep 
I 100% agree with that. And so, so step one, know and value your role as the entrepreneur, separate yourself from the business and do this kind of thinking. Step number two is get your operating system in place, whatever that is, EOS, EMIS, you know, OKRs, whatever. Remember, it's like a diet. Step three, and I think this is a critical one, and this is a very difficult shift that I think a lot of operators have to make mentally. And I promise you, you will never scale past 5 million if you don't have this mindset. And that mindset is thinking who, not how, meaning that you have to get into the business as the entrepreneur of knowing your value, separating from the business, putting the operating system in place, and then finding the people who are more skilled than you to help create that vision. I will tell you right now, people on my leadership team are way more talented, way more smarter than I am. And that's, and that's exactly how it should be, right? I want people who share my vision, who want to go 10x just like I do, and they want to win. And, you know, at the end of the day, I get asked questions about, well, what chemical are you using around, you know, such and such residential house? I don't know, because that's not my focus, right? And people ask me, well, what are you doing with, you know, they ask me like these really minutiae details about the business, which back in the day I had to know, and I absolutely did it because that's my resources that I had back then, and that's what I had to do. But now that's just not where my brain's at as an entrepreneur. Now my, my brain is, how is such and such doing with this, you know, project? How is such and such doing in creating the culture that I want at the business? How is such and such doing at developing their people? And so <clears throat> this whole idea of thinking who, not how, this is where you make your money as an entrepreneur. This is where, you know, your job is to get out in front. Your job is to make sure <clears throat> that you have a disciplined system to get things done. And then your next step is to make sure that the people that you have on your team can actually help you make that vision become a reality. And you don't necessarily need to understand exactly how they're going to do it or direct how they're going to do it. You just need to know. And look, I'm going to tell you, this all sounds great. And it all sounds like so easy. But I promise you, this is probably the most difficult part of all of this because you're going to have. To make so I will decisions. tell you that the who, when you're small, you think that you can do everything. You think that you're smarter than everybody, not in an arrogant way, but that you got it under control. When you find that first person who runs with it and runs with it differently than you do, and you sit back and respect it and say, you know what, this is really cool. It's it's it. You know, it, it's pretty enlightening. The game changer. Um, it's it 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 makes you think about, oh man, that that this you know we're building a team here, and uh, and I've got thinkers as opposed to doers, right? You know, right. Um, so so it's 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 very powerful once you find the first uh, person who can do that. And a lot of you know in the pest control and lawn care industry, you know, you get a lot of small operators. A lot of our listeners are smaller and are in that mode of, um, you know, uh, I can do it all myself. But once you find that first person, it's 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 pretty liberating. This next part, again, and I'm just I'm just having fun saying a lot of controversial things here this morning. But and and this is going to sound counterintuitive. You getting political again? Ah, oh, gosh, no. Uh, <laughs> but you actually have to do less to accomplish more. And what I mean by that is that as the CEO, as the owner, as the entrepreneur, right, 
what you have to do is you have to get very, very good at key things and also get very, very good at delegating and letting things go. And I know for me, and I'm not telling you this is what you should focus on. For me, I focus on three things. I focus on people, which is the who, not how. I focus on culture. I want a culture of disciplined people who know how to execute. And I focus on numbers, making sure that we hit our plan and that we follow our plan. That's it. I don't focus on what materials we're using for a particular service. I don't focus. I mean, it sounds kind of crazy, right? Because you would think, well, he should be all dialed into the marketing. He should be dialed in. And those are things I need to know about them, but those are numbers, right? My focus needs to be who, not how, are people, you know, what's our culture doing? Is it getting more lax? Is it getting more disciplined? Is it becoming victim-y? Is it becoming owner? You know, like, are we following our values? Do, are we very clear on core values? Are people buying in? Who's not buying in? And are we following our plan and are we hitting our numbers? Because at the end of the day, it's when you think about what an owner or a CEO has to do, it is completely and totally overwhelming. You have to simplify and get out of all the noise and understand, like, if I do these three things, these other things are going to fix themselves. And sometimes a personality like mine, you know, I like things clean. I like things organized. I don't like things out of line. And so when I see small things, it's very easy for me just to go over and clean it up. Right. But I can't clean up everything. And the other part of it is, is that I don't really get better as a business or as an owner, or as an entrepreneur. And there's no way I'm going to be able to 10x if I'm constantly cleaning up little things here and there. It's like I have to simplify to something that my brain can process. And I will tell you that when you're thinking 10x, I promise you, you will come back to these three things. You'll think about, well, what kind of leadership team do I need to have? What kind of skills are going to tell you? The one thing I would tell you is yes. But if there's a, a, a an area of focus that you're good at, because we've got clients, we've got clients who are really technical in the commercial area. Right. And that's mm -hmm. their focus and that's their expertise and that's their love. They, they like doing that stuff. So, you know, you've got the technical guys. So so your company becomes technically oriented and you go after that higher end. Then you've got sales oriented people who are just fantastic at sales and they grow the company like crazy. Okay. But that's their orientation. And then they have to bring in those operations people. So don't kill your creativity in doing this and, and pigeonhole your, yourself into those three things. Operate the way that you, uh, you know, use the orientation that, 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 uh, you're most interested, but but then, you know, fall back on these three things and depend on other people, I think, you know? Well, I mean, the point I'm making is this, is that, you know, if you are able to do all of those things and there's some sort of passion that you have and it's it's a key part of the business, absolutely. Only only point I'm making is that for you to, to think and actually accomplish 10X, you're gonna have to simplify. Right. I mean, and I'm not I'm not making some broad statement here. I mean, that's just the truth. And that's just how it really, really works for me. And by the way, these don't have to be your three. But for me, it's people, culture and numbers and everything else. <clears throat> if I get this right, everything else takes care of itself. That's been my experience. Not telling you it's right, wrong, different. That's oh, you know, it, it's funny. That's it. It's uh, as you know, we bring in more people into our organization. Whatnot. Those are the three things that I, you know, and, you know, I, I spend a bunch of time uh, working on, 
you know, cultural events, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and people are like, you know, you're you're the you're the the CEO. What do you, what are you worried about the details of the, the the you know the axe throwing party or whatever? But that's part of what you what you know creating that, and also it makes you as the leader approachable. So I think that that's important as well. So the last piece, and you've been you've been beating around this the whole time, Dan. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, which is, 10x doesn't mean anything without a deadline, right? And and so when you're thinking about 10x in your business, if you're smaller, 10x might mean in one year, okay? If you're smaller, 10x might mean in five years. If you're larger, 10x might mean 15 years. It might mean 20 years. But you know, I have learned and I have seen and I've experienced in my own life that I tend to overestimate what I can get accomplished in one year and I tend to underestimate what I can get done in five or 10 years. And so say that again, that's important. That's very important. Yeah, I tend to overestimate what I can get done in a year and I underestimate what I can get done in five or 10 years. And I mean, this is a perfect example. So, okay, I have a I have a bit of a confession to make here on the podcast. So every Sunday, here we go. Here we go. And it happened on Sunday. (laughs) Did happen. So every Sunday I meet with my kids, right? And we talk through their annual goals. We talk through what's going on in their lives. And sometimes we have crying hours. Sometimes we have laughing hour. I mean, who knows, right? I don't know what comes out of these meetings. Um, They're basically ILPs, you know, um, for each kid. And some really engage in it. Some of them are like, I'm good, dad. Have a nice day. Don't want to have anything to do with you. Yada, yada, yada. These are Donnie's kids, not his employees. But, That's exactly uh, right. <laughs> so, by the way, our next uh, episode is going to be on parenting. Uh, like a, uh, No, definitely like do a not take advice from me on parenting. I can tell you this right now. But, but it's funny. So yesterday, we're recording this right now. First week of December. And so I'm whipping out their ILP. And I'm like, all right. Let's let's go through your, your what year is goals. an ILP? Individual leadership program plan. What makes program you think they want to be a leader? But go ahead. Say we we are all leaders. You just have to lead yourself, and that's kind of what we're talking about here. Like, how do you lead yourself? And that's what we talk about. So so anyway, so we're having this meeting, and you know I'm going, and I just reread, um, you know what they had set at the beginning of the year, and all of them. Myself included, by the way, because I have one for myself. I'm not going to be fake. Um, but, you know, I didn't get all my 2022 goals and I'm not going to. I got the big ones done. I got some big ones done, but I didn't get them all. And, you know, I look back at that and I'm like, man, I just set too many. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm, you know, and, and going, bringing it back to some of my kids, none of them got over 80 percent. One of them got like 10 percent. And, you know, most were between 50 and 60 percent. And so. I would just say I have learned we tend to overestimate what can happen in a year. But when I look back over a five-year period, it's the exact opposite. It's like, well, I way undershot. Yeah, I should have done. I should have done more. I should have made it bigger. And so just whenever you think about a 10x deadline, right, just remember there are no unreasonable goals. 10x is not unreasonable at all. Most likely someone has already done it. There are only unreasonable timelines. And so be very deliberate about the timeline that you set. But it's really important that you set a deadline, right? Otherwise, it's just a dream. And so and you want to get everyone on board on that deadline. And so, you know, this whole idea of like you need to know who you are as an entrepreneur. You need to know your value and your role. Get your operating system set up. 
making sure that you're thinking about who, not how, get your big three focus set up in terms of people, culture, numbers. And then after that, once you've got all that cleaned up, when are we going to do this? Right. And that, that in and of itself is super, super powerful. And to me, right, we're getting towards the end here, but this is really how you 10X your business. And, you know, it, this has been a, actually a fun topic. You know, a lot of times when Dan and I will do these, it forces me to kind of sit down and really clarify my own brain. Like, what does this all mean? This was a good outline for me to do because it just clarified a lot for me, like just the process. But <clears throat> I am not just someone who gets on the podcast here and pontificates this. Triangle, we have a big 10X goal and we've been working on it. You know, my 10X was when I set this is that we were at 5 million and I want to go to 50 million. And our timeline is 10 years. And we have been working furiously trying to get set up to scale to that level. And we're on track. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to be on track every year. Who knows what's coming up next year? That could be saved for another podcast and for, as far as 2023 and the recession. And we'll hit bumps along the way. But the fact of the matter is, is that my role as an entrepreneur is to have that vision. It's to you know make sure that people understand this is where we're going because you know the way it is, Dan. You don't set a goal. <laughs> you don't get out in front. You're going to be worn out by the business and you're really not going to go anywhere. And it's going to bring a lot more frustration and a lot less freedom in your life. So with that, I'm done. So before, wait, 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 wait. I'm done. You can keep going. So and ask big, so wait, 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 wait. The big reveal here. The big reveal. And and let me, uh, let me, let me. Five million. And that was a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. 10 years to to 50 million. Mm-hmm. So let me, I don't want to pour water on your, your fire here, but that's 5 oh, million worry. a year. Mm-hmm. Are you growing by 5 million a year? Or are you compounding at the end? I'm growing roughly by 5 million. I'm compounding a little bit, but you know, we're on track. We're going to come in this year at 10.7 and next year it's going to be a 13. How many years ago did we start this plan? We started it a year ago, actually. <laughs> Which is kind of crazy. I think today, right? <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it, but, you know, and that's the whole point, right? Is that when you have that kind of vision, it makes your day-to-day decisions a lot clearer. It makes your focus a lot clearer. And you just don't get distracted, right? You don't, I mean, I'm not saying that you don't, but it's a, it's more difficult to get distracted and and to bite off on these other things. And so... By the way, I don't want anyone thinking that we got it all figured out. We're a freaking hot mess just like everyone else. And we got our warts and we're, you know, I mean, but at the end of the day, we're making more progress and we've made more progress than we have in the last year than we've made in probably the last 10 years. And so, and I, and I would attribute it. I'm not going to say 10X is going to make all your dreams come true and you're going to have a new car and everything. I'm not saying that. I'm just making the point that if you really sit down and engage in this process, I promise you that your business is going to get way better next year than it is this year, which is a very timely time to be doing this because this is the time to start planning out 2023. So with that, I'm done talking, Dan. Questions, comments, complaints. Well, complaints, you can keep those to yourself. But I think I think sorry. that uh, as part of the uh, podcast, um, a we, we should be monitoring your progress going forward. So Oh, that's fine. I'm happy I, to share. I think that that would be pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So all right. Anything else, Dan, before we close out here? I think that's it. I think, All right. uh, you know, we're coming up on the end of the year, and I think we have a big surprise for some people uh, in the coming week or two. 
Um, mm -hmm. It's gonna be really, really interesting, and I can't wait for that. And yeah. um, so that's where we are. And, Good. Uh, so All right. Well, I got one last this thing. Is the time of, this is the time of year where you do your planning and start to, to you know, think about and reflect on the year. And uh, so I think that this was a good episode. Absolutely. So just for all of our listeners, remember that all of the resources and topics we talked about today are available on the podcast website, pnpindustryinsider.com. Just take a look under the show notes. Um, and if you enjoy the show, we appreciate if you just take a moment to rate and review us. Uh, if you follow us on Apple, Spotify, however it is that you consume the podcast. And with that, we're signing off. We'll see you all next week. Take care now. See ya. Bye. Bye.